I'm going to try to pass these out to make sure everybody gets one of those. You get it, and I want you to grab Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. You don't have to stand. I'm just, I'm going to get right into it. Glory to God. I think we should have enough. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You know, when I saw Dominic crying right there, I was blessed because that means he's still tender. And sometimes parents, we wait until the, the children aren't tender anymore, and then we try to go and straighten them out. You got to straighten them while they're still tender. Because once they... At that point, you know what you're supposed to do? Turn them over to the devil for the fiction of their soul so the devil can tenderize them. I'm just going by 2 Corinthians 5. 1 Corinthians 5, turn them over to the, to the devil for the fiction the of the flesh so the devil can tenderize them. That's what happened all, to us, right? Yes. Come on, most, most of us, we, we, a lot of us, we heard about the Lord when we were kids. Yes. Serve the Lord, the Lord, serve the Lord. And, but we, we, we was going our own way and doing our own thing, got out there in the world, and the devil tenderized us. <laughs> I better get on back in the house of the Lord. I better, I better go and get saved. <laughs> The devil will tenderize you. Yep. I, I, I used to watch my, my mom growing up. She used to make them, uh, uh, what's that steak? Uh, cube steak. And she had that tenderizer, that metal. Piece. Bam, 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 bam. Tenderize that thing. Glory to God. And the devil tenderize you, it hurts. So if we can, if we can teach them Ecclesiastes 12.1 Remember now your creator in the days of your youth it means while they're still tender and they don't have to go out there and get tenderized by the devil. Right. Right. Y'all young people listen to me. Y'all, Some of y'all young teenagers and if you don't get it now you will be tenderized. I'm just telling you. He will tenderize you. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. He will tenderize you. Glory to God. All right, everybody's good now? Now, Hebrews 2, verse 1 is our scripture we've been looking at. And I'm going to read it again. Y'all just listen to this. It says, therefore, we must give the more his heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. Lest we drift away. Father, thank you today for the word we're about to receive. I pray that every hearer watching online, those especially who are sitting here in the service, would uh, really gather glean from the word of God today. Give us direction. Give us correction where we need it, Father. And thank you, Father, that, Lord, you will guide us into the best path for our lives. We thank you, Father, that we will not fail and we will never stumble in this way. Because of your word, we pray in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen and amen. All right. Uh, now, I, I gave you these, these sheets today. This is not for notes. It's not for you to take notes. So some of y'all already started taking notes. Now. Okay. Here's why I gave you this sheet. So ever since I've been preaching from Hebrews 2.1, uh, I've been telling you, hey, uh, we're evaluating ourselves. 
right? The Bible says, take heed to yourselves. So we're checking ourselves out. 2 Corinthians 13, 5, examine yourselves. And I've been saying, don't be thinking about anybody else. Today, I want you to think about somebody else. Today, as I minister, I want you to think of people who you know who've drifted. Because you all know somebody. I guarantee you, since I've been preaching this the last couple of weeks, you've been, it's, it's, people come across your mind. You think, picture comes up, name comes up. You say, man, what happened to that person? They were going good. What happened to them? Or somebody who they might have just come in for a minute, heard the word, and just couldn't stick it out. Man, they need to be here. So today I want you to do that. Y'all look shocked. Y'all are like, nah, nah, I can't think of anybody. No. Okay. <laughs> no, today I want you to. Now, I don't want you to excuse yourself, but I want you to think of people. Just throughout the message. As I'm preaching, if a name comes to you, if a picture comes to you, just write that name down. Boom, 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 boom. Then when we close the day, we're going to pray in an intercessory prayer. Amen. Together. For these people. Because as I've been reading this and studying this, especially through the book of Hebrews, boy, it's a dangerous thing to drift. Because where you end up is not going to turn out like you think. And we've been sold on this, once saved, always saved, and as long as once you get saved, you're good. And that's not, the Bible does not support that. Yeah, that's what John says. I'll, I'll blot you out of the Lamb's Book of Life. So you can be in it and then be taken out of it. So Proverbs, we read this, I think it's this chapter 24 or somewhere around there. It talks about, no, not 24, it's earlier. It talks about when you know someone's drifting, know someone's falling, and you say, oh, I didn't, I didn't know. He says, the Lord knows your heart. You did see them. You did recognize they were drifting, and you didn't do anything about it. Today, at the very least, we're going to intercede. You got it? All right. I can see your excitement already. All right. So we're, we're, this is day 70. Day 70. Glory to God. Of 90 days of manifestation, God's been doing some great things. Uh, yesterday, uh, my spiritual dad, Apostle Derber, called just to check on us and see how we're doing. And uh, he, was, he was saying that he was in prayer, and the Lord was beginning to speak to him about St. Pete, some messages. And so he called a check, and I told him, man, we're in, we're in the middle of it. There's 90 days, all kind of crazy things have been happening. And uh, 70 days we're in here today. And so 20 days to go, and uh, it's going to be good. Amen? Now I want to show you something here, because let's go to Psalm 24 real quick. Psalm 24, because I don't want anybody to have given up and quit. Because seven days in, you hadn't testified anything. Come on, come on. It only takes God one day. <laughs> right? I mean, you, you can, God can move in one moment in your life and erase 70 years of struggle. 50 years of hardship. 30 years of roughness. 12 years of bleeding. 38 years of being crippled. God can move it and change it in one moment. So I don't want you giving up and quitting on this here. All right? 
Psalm 24 says in verse 1, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness, and it's in all its fullness. In other words, everything belongs to God. The world and those who dwell therein, for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Verse 3, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place? Who? Well, here's the answer. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. So he's, he's describing what a holy lifestyle looks like. Now watch, watch verse 5. The result of a holy lifestyle. He or she shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness. Everybody say righteousness. From the God of, of his salvation. Verse 6, this is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, Selah. Now, I don't have time to read the rest of that, of that psalm, but you can read it yourself and see. Uh, he talks about uh, lifting up your heads. In other words, inviting God into your situation. And he says the king of glory will come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty down in the last verse. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. So he says the Lord of hosts will come in when you invite him, make a way for him to come into your situation. Now, I wanted you to see here that he says in verse 5, he shall receive that person who will walk uprightly with God, that person who will live a holy life. Oh, my God. It says he shall receive blessing from the Lord. In other words, there is profit in serving God. People want, want, to, want to make us think that uh, you're wasting your time serving God. But he says, no, when you live a holy life, when you have clean hands and a pure heart, he says you shall receive blessing. Shall. Guaranteed, shall receive blessing of the Lord and righteousness. So you're going to be blessed, rich, prosperous, and righteous. You don't have to trade one for the other. Are you hearing me? Now that's key here. That word blessing is the, is the Hebrew word baraka, which means blessing. It means source of blessing. It means prosperity. It means prosperity, a praise of God, a gift present, a treaty of peace. I want to focus on that. It says blessing or prosperity. So that one, it says he shall receive prosperity from the Lord and righteousness. Now who is this person? It's the one who is in God's presence. It's the one who has the clean hands and the pure heart. Hallelujah. Now you may say, well, I don't have to try to uh, live a certain way to get God to be in my presence. Well, yes you do because he is a holy God. God has not changed just because people have changed. He is a holy God. So for a holy God to fellowship or commune with us, we have to be holy people. God will not come and dwell in an unclean temple, in an unclean environment. Come on now. If you walked into a restaurant, you, you, yourself, walk into a restaurant and you look at the floor... Look to the walls. Now, I, I must admit, this depends on how good the food is. I, I, because there, there are some greasy spoons that uh, you just kind of walk in with a blindfold and you don't look and you don't smell because you know. But for the most part. All right. All right, we better move on from that. <laughs> in other words, we like cleanliness. I, I guarantee you, if you knew somebody was a nasty person, they said we having a potluck at, at work, 
and, and, and they have a cat. <laughs> oh, they have a cat. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not eating. <laughs> All right. In other words, we like clean environments. How much more God, who is holy and pure. So he says you got to have clean hands and a pure heart. Don't lift up your soul to an idol, nor swear deceitfully. He says you shall receive blessing from the Lord. In other words, he's telling us, and again, you read the rest of that psalm, and you'll see he's telling us how to get God to come into our presence. How to get God, the Lord of hosts, to visit us personally all the time. So you got 20 days to really nail this thing down. Now, it'll continue after 20 days, but I'm telling you these 20 days is really, Lord, help me to make sure I have clean hands and a pure heart. That I really invite you to come into my situation and manifest your blessings and your righteousness in my life. You got it? All right, now, I wanted to keep go, go back now to Hebrews 2.1. 2.1, because we're dealing with this issue of drifting. Okay? Hebrews 2.1 says, Therefore we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. Lest we drift away. So notice the drifting is not of the word. The drifting is of us, the, the people, the hearers. In other words, the word is not going to change. The word is forever, according to Psalm 119, verse 89, the word is forever settled in heaven. So God's not going to move. The word's not going to move. We're the ones who run the risk of drifting away from the things of God. Now, uh, I gave you that word drift in the, uh, from the Cambridge English Dictionary, which means to move slowly, especially as a result of what? Outside forces with no control over direction. Now, I'm just, I'm just reviewing here. So drifting, you have lost control. When people drift, men, I'm, I'm, and let, let's understand, I'm talking about from the things of God. When people drift, they think that, well, I'm in control, I have my freedom. But what they don't understand is, actually, you don't have freedom. You, something else is controlling you. Something else is driving you. If, if an engine, if, if a boat or a vessel, uh, if, if its engines fail, it is now left vulnerable to the, to the driving winds and the waves of the ocean. That sea captain, that master, no matter how big or powerful that boat is, they're no longer in control. Now the waves and the wind are in total control. And so they, they control the direction of that boat, where it goes, where it's going to end up. And unless they get those engines to turn over again, they have no control. So whereas the Bible says in Romans 8, 14, that those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God, so we're supposed to be led by the Spirit. Instead of being led by the Spirit, we're being driven by outside forces. And instead of us following the things of God, we're being driven by the outside world. Are you hearing this? When a, when a boat uh, is, is left out there, it's driven by the currents. So people end up driven by the currents. Current affairs, current events, the current administration, current relationships, 
the current fad, the current style, the current who's who. Okay, another currency. Driven, motivated by money. And they're driven by that. So it's, it's, just, it's just amazing. You see how many people uh, now, uh, they, 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 they got to work on Sunday. I'm not talking about somebody you, you're employed by someone. I'm talking about people with their own businesses. I got, this, I'm my own business. I can determine when I work or not. But I got to get it on Sunday. Or whenever they're, they're, they should be in the house of God. They're driven by currency. Trying to get paper. That's, that's what y'all young folk call it today, paper. Now, I want you to hear me here because this is serious here. And I guarantee you when I said that there are people, somebody came to your mind. Yeah. Write them down. Somebody who became so money-driven that church, I, had, I, I remember one, one guy came in and preached here. This is the last time I let him preach here. Who he said... We don't need to be in church all the time as long as we drop that tithe check off. You can't preach here no more. You can't preach here no more. Because first of all, I know tithe check ever showed up. But secondly, what you've now said is my money is more important than my attending and receiving from God or my now attending and sharing what God has given me, placed inside of me for you. Driven. No control. No control. They think, oh, I'm in control. You're not in control. Something else. These demonic forces are driving people out of the things of God. Are oh, you hearing me today? People are driven by their current situation. I'm in trouble, so I can't go to church. My marriage is in trouble, so I'm in trouble. I'm, I'm just going to not come to church. Driven. Y'all are quiet. I don't like how things are going, so I'm going I'm to kind of step away for a little bit. Driven. Driven. And they think they're in control. They're not in control. They're being driven by the current situation. See, because we, we like to say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. But it, people, some people, when the, when the current situation gets overwhelming, they stop praising the Lord at all times. Driven. Driven. Glory to God. Driven by their lust for the things of the world. I want, I want you to see something here. In, let, me, let me just go one place. Go to Philemon, or you, some of you may call it Philemon. <laughs> Philemon is that, has just one chapter, chapter 1, verse 24. I want you to, to see a, a man in here. This is Paul writing to one of his ministry partners here. Philemon chapter 1, verse 24 says this, he's, he's given a farewell at the close of this book, of his letter. He says, uh, go back to, can you go back to verse 23 for me? Are you able to? Glory to God. Y'all are grabbing a whole chapter for me, right? 
So I, when I, because y'all know I'm going to be all, all everywhere. So just whatever I call, grab the whole chapter. Verse 23, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, greets you. So this is Paul telling Philemon about those who are sending greetings through him. So Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ, Jesus greets you. Now go to verse 24, please. As do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, Luke, my fellow laborers. All right. So we know Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke are Paul's fellow laborers or fellow workers. In other words, while Paul's out ministering, these guys are ministering right, right alongside him. These guys are not crowd members. They are, they are in the ministry with him. Serving God, preaching the gospel, ministering to the saints of God everywhere they go. My fellow laborers. Notice this one guy in this scripture, Demas. He says, Demas is one of my fellow laborers. He's preaching with me. Preaching revivals, preaching conferences together. Demas is my fellow laborer. I want you to hear this here. Now I want you to then look over at 2 Timothy chapter 4. And verse, let's start at verse 9. 2 Timothy chapter 4, and let's start at verse 9. He says, now Paul is talking to Timothy, one of his sons in the faith. He says, Timothy, I want you to be diligent to come to me quickly. Come quickly. I need you to hurry up and come to me, Timothy. Why do I need you to hurry up and come to me? Verse 10. For Demas, my fellow laborer, has forsaken me. Why? Having love this present world. Oh, my goodness. So Demas is in ministry. He's a preacher of the gospel. Ministering to the saints. Working alongside Paul. I mean, what a privilege. To be working alongside a guy who got two-thirds of the New Testament in his bosom. A guy who visited heaven. A guy who travels all over the world. I mean, that's, that's like if I got to, you know, be alongside Papa Hagen or... Or Roberts or Kenneth Copeland. I mean, it's like to, to be alongside all these guys, Philip Durbin, you know, he's, wow. This Demas, right alongside him. But notice he says here, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. Here's a guy who's loving on Jesus one day and somehow ends up he loved this present world. Forsook ministry. Forsook his calling. Forsook his assignment. Forsook the purpose and grace on his life. Forsook what God had given him. Forsook his, 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 uh, his partner in the faith. And here's the reason. Having loved this present world. I want you to go to, to 1 John 2. 1 John 2, verse 15, 16, and 17 in the New Living Translation. What was Demas' problem again? He loved the world. He loved the world. He loved the world. He loved the world. He's gone. Everybody say, he's gone. He's gone. No, that's bad English. He's gone. 
having loved the world. In other words, something became attractive to him. In other words, he, he, was, he would be, as we used to say in the old church, one foot in and one foot out. He would be, as we used to say in the old church, straddling the fence. I love God. I love the, the music. The music is nice. I, I like that good gospel music. But, you know, every time I, I hear a little Teddy Riley or some Cardi B, I got a little. I got to deal with the old folk and I got to deal with the young folk. Cardi B. It's laughable. But I want you to see Demas. First of all, I want you to make sure that there's no Demas in you. Then I want you to think if, if any Demas is you might know. Hot for God, serving God. But somehow, this world, the, the attraction to this world was so strong, hallelujah, that they got sucked out of the church. They weren't, they weren't drawing the world into the church. The church, the world was drawing them out. That's the danger of people who try to mix with the world under the guise of, well, I'm going to win them. It almost never happens. Almost never happens when you mix with the world because what happens is most times 99% of the time they win you evil communication corrupts good manners if I walk in like, like brother Matthew one day walk in with a bright white suit sometimes uh, brother Matthew walks in with a clean white watch, watch Easter watch white huh huh if what he might not wear white. That's true. You don't have to wear white. But if I walk in with a clean white suit and I walk up and there's Brother Jonathan there. He been out playing full court basketball for the last three hours and he done jumped around in the mud. And I say, he say, Pastor, come, hey, give me a hug. And I, and I go to hug him. I got clean white. He filthy. Does he come out clean or do I come out filthy? No, tell me, tell me now. Come on, what happened? I come out filthy. Let, let me walk this out. Do, do I, does he come out clean or do I come out filthy? Because clean people don't make filthy people clean. Filthy people make clean people filthy. That's why your Bible says, Come ye out, that's the King James, come ye out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. And here we are trying to be inclusive. Trying to be, uh, well, I'm, 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 you know, I'm accepting, I'm, I'm tolerant. That's y'all buzzword. I'm tolerant and you know I'm I'm not I'm non-judgmental. Walking with the world. Thinking
thinking we're, oh, what, that, that's what love looks like. Wasn't Jesus Christ a friend of sinners? No. No. The Bible never said he was a friend of sinners. Jesus said, he said, you say, I'm a friend of sinners. Go and read it for yourself. He said, you say, I'm a friend. He never said that. He said, because, because they had dinner with me. I didn't go, in, go to them. They came, they followed me. And you say, we got that on popular God, uh, Christian, contemporary Christian song, Jesus, friend of sinners, and people singing that. Jesus, friend, he, he, never, he said, I never said I was a friend of sinners. You said I was a friend of sinners. Okay, let, we better get to 1 John because y'all, y'all looking confused. 1 John 2, verse 15 through 17. 1 John 2, verse 15, New Living Translation through 17. says, do not, Demas, love the world. Nor the things it offers. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. So you can't love both. You can't, you can't straddle the fence. You can't have one foot in and one foot out and think that you're going to please God. It doesn't work that way. He said, you got to make a decision, baby. You got to decide. Come on, sir. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Y'all ain't got to run and shout today, but this is right here. Verse 16, verse 16. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. Is the Bible right or is it right? These are not from the Father, but are from this world. Verse 17. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what God pleases God will live forever. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. There's another place. Y'all have, have to look it up media. I think y'all have a, you can search it. Where it says, I think it might be back in 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. It says, for friendship with the world is enmity with God. That's King James. Friendship with the world is enmity. E-N-M-I-T-Y. Mm -hmm. Friendship with the world. James what? 4-4. Four, four. I was way off. James 4-4. Four, four. Give, give me James 4-4. Four, four. It's all right. I'm not always right. But the Bible's right. He says, you adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that, that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whoever therefore will be a friend of the world. Jesus, friend of sinners? Couldn't be. Because he says if you're friends with the world, you're an enemy of God. Jesus Christ wasn't going to be an enemy of God. Now, listen to what I'm saying. I'm not talking about friends with sinners. I said friend of sinners. Did you, hear, did you catch that? All of us have people who, are, who we consider friends who are, who are sinners. That's why you're interceding and praying for them. But I'm not a friend of 
the sinner, meaning the general population where I'm friends with sin. I don't agree with sin. Should I just preach on money and make y'all run happy? I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a friend of sin. So I don't condone, endorse, uh, accept, tolerate, or, uh, show, or close my eyes at. Because if I'm really your friend and you in sin, as your friend, I'm going to say something. And so when it comes to over into the church, come on now. If I'm in the church, if I'm your friend, I'm going to say something. I remember the story told of this one couple of young ladies there uh, at Dad's church. This one, one young lady, she was dating this guy. And she started dating this guy. And uh, um, one night after church, uh, she's there on the way home. And she takes a different route from where she's supposed to be going uh, home to her home. And another young lady from the church uh, was behind her. They were supposed to live in the same neighborhood or whatever, something like that. And so when, when the other young lady saw her, where is she going? She said, well, where is she going? You don't live that way. She said, so I'm going to follow you. So she followed her, and the, the first girl pulls up to this house with this guy. This is singles. With this guy. And then she's going to get out of the car and get out and say, hey, how you doing, boo? And all that kind of stuff. And the other girl jumps out of the car, hey. What you doing? This, this, this is my boyfriend. No, no. What? No, no. Not this time of night? No, no y'all don't come here. Not, not this time of night. See, that's what friends do. See, friends don't just shut their eyes and pretend like they don't know it. If you got, if you, if you have a bathroom tissue hanging out your dress, coming all down by your shoe, and you walk around, your friend gonna tell you, hey. Friend? Come on, how many of us have them? Friend, I mean, real friend. Because a real friend is supposed to tell you, hey, hey, that's jacked up. Hey, we don't do that. But now we're so scared of somebody unfriending us on Facebook. Scared of being unfriended. Unfriend me. But later on, you'll respect me. Because I love you enough as your friend, especially as your brother or sister in the Lord. And I love you enough as your pastor to say, hey, back that thing up a little bit here. Now, we catch yourself. You're going too far out there. You, 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 you. Come on now. Glory to God. Glory to God. So don't love the world. Don't love the world. Don't love the world. Matter of fact, I gave you three, three things you got to make sure you do is, is one, abandon the world. Tell you, baby, you got to abandon the world. That means you got to abandon the world. That means you got to abandon the mindset. You got to abandon some places. In some places, you ought not be going anymore. Y'all been listening to this, holding this preacher. In some places, you ought not be. I'm, 
I'm not always been labeled a holiness preacher, but I'm a, today I'm a holiness preacher. Some places you ought not be going. Demons run in where angels fear to tread. There are some places you as a believer just ought not be there. I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it. You, you, you don't have to go to everybody's concert. Well, I like their music. Well, what is that music producing? What, what is it, what is it, what is it going to produce in you? I just, I just feel good. I just like it. I like it. Uh-huh. Love of the world. Then the love of God, it says, is not in you. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just, I'm just gonna do what the Lord told me the other day is create a culture of holiness, because He's looking for holy people that He can show Himself strong on our behalf, because God's about to show out deep. He is about to show out on this planet, but He's looking for well, what folk are gonna be on His side so I can show out through their lives. I'm gonna make, as the Bible says, a difference between clean and unclean. Holy, come on, and unholy. That's what your Bible says. Make a difference. Make a distinction between clean and unclean, holy and unholy. Now, I know this is not popular preaching in 2019. It's not. I understand that. I know I understand, Kirkland, we won't get a whole million views on this one on YouTube and Facebook. They, people won't be passing this around everywhere. I understand that. Uh, but no, you know what? No, yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They're going to say that. Negro think he is on a ton of folk how to live. I'm a Negro that love you. To tell you what's right and what's wrong. And that we have to make a difference between clean and unclean, holy and unholy. And when we try to mix the two, it's, it, it, always, it happens inevitably that we are drawn away from the things of God. I can't watch all everything on TV. I can't watch everything on TV. I can't, I can't watch every movie that comes out. It's very few movies I can watch at all. Very little TV I can watch at all and not, oh my God. Yeah, you watch March Madness and then turn the TV off. Watch the game and that's it. But I like TV, Pastor, I understand. And when you, when you when you when your prayer life is off, Pastor, I don't know why I can't. Well, tell me about your prayer life. What I tell you to do? Abandon the world. You gotta walk tall, man. Let me get to this because I, I, I want to deal with your prayer life. Abstain from evil. That means any kind of worldly activity, destructive activity. Abstain from it. Add to your faith. Now, let me get to this here while, while, before, before y'all quit on me. Because I, I want to show you uh, three things you need to do to keep from drifting. I want you to, it says again in Hebrews 2 verse 1, give more earnest heed to the things we have heard lest we drift away. Glory to God. Give heed. Devote yourself. Devote your thought to. Give, uh, to be given to. To be addicted to. Now, you want to know where they are. Number one, to keep from drifting, you must stay connected. I want you to think about it in terms of a boat. When people aren't, aren't using their boat, what do they do with them? They tie them 
to the dock. Or if you, if you can afford it, you dry dock your boat. That means you, it's out of, the, out, of the, out of the water. You dry dock it in, in, a, in a boat slip. You know, they have these places. But regular people just, you tie the boat off at the dock. If you were to get in your boat down there, the Maximo Marina, Bay, Bay Vista somewhere, if you were to, if you were to go, uh, IRC, if you were to go and, and, and uh, drive your boat around, you're going to have lunch at Fresco's downtown. Then you, 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 you tie your boat off while you go and eat. Why do you tie it off? So it's there when you come. Because you got to get back. So you got to tie it off. So I want you to stay connected. I want you to stay connected to church, small groups, and other disciples for accountability. See, we have, we have this, this mistaken uh, notion today that coming to church doesn't matter. I can do this by myself. That I don't need to be a part of a small group because I can do this by myself. I'm, I'm good. It's me and Jesus. We have a me and Jesus mentality. And it never works out. I'm good. I don't need all that. I don't need to be fellowship with other disciples because I'm good. Just me and Jesus all by ourselves. But Proverbs chapter 18, verse 1, I want you to see this. Proverbs 18, 1. Watch this warning right here. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 1. I want you to see this. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He raises against all wise judgment. So when you get off by yourself, and watch this, watch this. The trick of the enemy is to get you off by yourself. Either through hurt or offense, or pride. You get hurt in church, or get hurt by some believer, or you get offended by a message or something like that, or pride, oh, you know, I got this thing here. I, you know, I don't need all that. And so you get off by yourself, but it says he who isolates himself, he, he seeks his own desire, and he raises against all wise judgment. So when you're by yourself, there's no accountability. No accountability. You can you thinking stuff, you're saying stuff, you're doing stuff, and nobody in your face to respond or react. Go over to go over to, he, to Ecclesiastes four, real quick. Ecclesiastes four. I gotta move to these very quickly. I gotta give you all three of these. Ecclesiastes four, verse nine through twelve. Watch this. I want you to see this here. It says two are better than one. Why? Because they have a good reward for their labor. Verse ten. Verse ten. For if they fall, if one of us falls, one will lift up his companion. So it's, it's possible to fall. How many of y'all know it's possible to fall? But it says, if you fall, one will lift up his companion, but woe to him who is alone, for he has no one to help him up. So you and I need each other. That's why we must stay connected to the church, to a small group, to other believers. I mean, some other believers. Now, don't, don't just be around other church folk. I mean, other believers. Verse 11. Verse 11. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Verse 12, please. Verse 12. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand them. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So in other words, the more you have together, the stronger you are. 
So what does the devil do? He gets you off to yourself. He isolates you. And when you get isolated, now you're, you're vulnerable. You're susceptible to every attack. Pictures come to mind? Names come to mind? Wake up! Some of y'all sleep, man. You can't afford to be asleep. You're drifting. You're drifting off to sleep. Physically and spiritually. I mean, why? You don't sleep on no movie. You don't sleep on no on no on the on the final four. Oh, I'm all into that. Why are you not into the word? Oh, all of a sudden the word is not attractive to you anymore. You used to be jumping excited, but now the word is not even attractive to you. It's not even interesting anymore. What's happening to you? Maybe I better put your name on that paper. That paper right there. Hebrews 10, 23. No, I love you enough to tell you the doggone truth. Hebrews 10, 23. The devil is after your head. He does not want you to receive what God has for you. He knows what God has. He may not know the particulars, but he knows that if you get, if you get this word, he has enough experience with other people to see. Doggone, I let them get the word too much, man. Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Keep going, please. And let us consider one another in order to, st in other order to stir up love and good works. Verse 25, please. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Don't forsake that, as is the manner of some. But Exhorting one another, one another, and so much the more. So, in other words, he says we should be getting together more and encouraging each other more as we see the big day approaching. How many of y'all have read this here? So he says, go, go back. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, come on. He says, don't forsake the symbol of yourselves. He says, as the manner of some is. Now, watch. Some translations will say, as some now have the habit of doing. As some now have the habit of doing. Um, give me, can you give me that in the New Living? New Living, answer the phone real quick, hurry up. New Living. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. Give me the CEV. I'm, I'm, there's a translation I'm trying to think of. Um, yeah, that's it. Some people have given up the habit of meeting for worship. Now, that's what I want to bring up. Because some people, we, you know, we used to say, we used to say, well, you know, don't, don't just come to church out of habit. And yet, you're supposed to have a habit of coming to church. You ought to come to church just if, even if it's just a habit. Well, it's just it's Sunday morning, and you know we go to it's Sunday when you go to church. 
Well, there ain't enough reason to come to church. Yes, if that's where you got to start, then just start at coming, just make it a habit, just every Sunday morning, just like you make it a habit every Saturday to go to, go to uh, uh, Kissing Cousins or whatever you do, make a habit of every Sunday morning, get up, get dressed, and go to church. I'm just going to make a habit of going to church every Sunday morning. I'm not going to miss that. I'm not going to quit that. I'm not going to stop that. It says, well, it's out of habit. That's fine. Start there. If you make a habit of, of, of going to the swimming pool, eventually you're going to get in. You're going to get wet some point. Eventually you're going to get in. I remember when I, I didn't know how to swim. I didn't learn how to swim until I was 12 years old. But we had a habit of going to the pool. We, we used to go to conventions, Deacon Gershom, and we, every, every convention, we couldn't swim a lick. But I went to the pool because between morning service and night service, we went back to the hotel and we, it was just by habit we went to the pool. Eventually, I got wet. Eventually, I would get in, but I wouldn't go. I wouldn't swim because I couldn't swim. But eventually. So make for your children, make it a habit for them to come to church. For yourself, make it a habit to come to church. He says some people have given up the habit of meeting for worship. But we must not do that. We should keep on encouraging each other, especially since you know that the day of the Lord's coming is getting closer. Now, now, watch this. Go back to the New King James. I want you to see something here. Not forsaking the assembling of, our, of ourselves together as manner is, is of some. Now, verse 26. Four. Stop. Now, some of y'all English people help me with that. For what part of speech is that? Is it preposition normally? It's kind of acting as a conjunction. I'm not sure. I, you know, I ain't, I'm not an English guy. I'm a math guy. It was a transitional word, but it's joining these two phrases together. So let's go back to 24. 25, I mean. I'm sorry, 25. 25. Don't stop coming to church. I'm just summarizing this. Don't stop coming to church. For. Wait a minute, hold on. All my years of hearing this verse, I never tied 25 to 26. I always stopped at 25. This is saying, don't stop coming to church. Don't stop encouraging each other. For if we sin willfully, sin, what we get, how we get sin into this? Boy, you won't see this here by next Thursday. How do we get sin? We're talking about coming to church. Because what Paul knew when he wrote this was, if you cut out coming to church, it won't be long that you're way back out there in sin. And he's now saying sin willfully. This isn't I slipped. This isn't I made a mistake. This isn't I got caught up. This is now I'm sinning willfully. Why? Because you stop coming. You stop being encouraged. You stop being provoked. You stop being challenged. You stop being accountable. Now I'm sinning willfully. I'm just doing it now. I'm doing it. So that four is a conjunction. I know it's acting as a conjunction for sure. Now watch. Now watch. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. 27. We better keep reading. 
but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and a fire indignation which will devour the adversaries. So he's saying, you stop coming to church, you're going back there in willful sin. And he said, you get out here in willful sin after you've once served God, there's no more sacrifice for your sins. All you're going to expect now is fire. Do you understand how important these names are? We're not just trying to get people back in this church. We're trying to keep them from that fiery judgment. Come on! If I'm yelling at you, it ain't because I'm mad at you and I don't love you. It's because I'm trying to get your butt in here from slipping into that judgment. That he says, I think it says certain fearful. So, Chris, he just tied my church attendance, my coming together, my fellowship to keeping my butt out of sin. So you got to stay connected. I got to stay connected. I, I don't care what it takes. I mean, thank God for the internet. Thank God for YouTube. Thank God for Facebook. Thank, thank God that if I'm home, I can watch. If I got to work, I can watch. But I got, I got, I got to get in my small group. I got, I got, a, I got a fellowship of other believers. I got to, hey, let's go have lunch. Let's do something. Hey, I need to make, make sure I'm face to face with somebody. Hey, they can look at me and let me know. Hey, am, am I all right? Am I, am I all right? Am I, I'm okay? Am I still talking right? Am I still, am I doing this right? I have to. Be, be, my, be, be my friend. Come on, tell me the truth. Have you noticed if my praise has changed? Have you noticed if, if do, I, do, I, do I act the way I used that when I first got saved? Have, 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 my, have I slipped? No, these are kind of things that you and I need to be asking other believers. Hey, have you noticed, you know, what type of, hey, you think, I, have I lost weight? Have I gained weight? You, we ask people stuff, dumb, superficial junk like that. Is my makeup all right? Is my hair all right? No. Ask, is my walk, does my walk, does my talk still look right? How do, how do I look? Have you noticed if I've changed or not? Because I don't want to find myself one day sinning willfully. 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 I've now made up in my mind I'm going to sin because I'm having a good time. I love the world. I didn't mean to. At first, I was just laughing at the world. I thought it was funny when they made words and said things like, I thought it was just cute. But, but, now, but now I'm like, oh, that's... <laughs> I was, I was entertained by the world and I didn't realize my, when I was being entertained that the world was entering me to hold me. That's what entertain means. It means to enter and hold. So I'm letting the world now enter in me. And now I'm not just laughing at it. Now I'm like, huh, I'm looking for it. And then, now I'm not looking for it. Now, now I'm, 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 I'm participating in that, huh? I got, I got my own little dirty joke to tell. I got a good one. I got, let me tell you my own, my own little, my, let, me, let me give you my own little saying. How did I get here? I was ushering. I was greeting. I was, 
I was serving. I was, ser I was Demas. I was serving with Paul. How did I get all the way over here? Now I don't even know how to get back. Today, today we're going to intercede. Look at your neighbor now and say, you got to stay connected. Even if it's just out of habit. Just go just because just it's Thursday. It's, we are a small group. Just go because it's Monday. It's Monday. Okay, it's Monday. I'm just going. I don't even feel like going, but let's go. Just go. You don't feel like going to work, but you go. Preach, sir. I don't feel like doing this, but I'm just going because it's, it's habit. It's habit. You go to work out of habit, you don't enjoy that mess. You, you go to the doctor twice a year. Out of habit. You don't even feel bad. Just well, because they say you know, come back six months. You know, we got to come check you twice a year. So you go to the doctor out of habit. You don't even feel bad. But why do you do it? So they can look at you. I need you to look at me. Just tell me what's up. So when we have the habit of meeting together, it gives other people the opportunity to look at me. And don't and don't be scared. Can't nobody judge me. Nobody's trying to condemn you. We're trying to help each other, baby. I'll check you out, you check me out. Number two. What, what did I tell you number one was? Number two, stay in motion. Stay in motion. Stay in motion. For a boat, if a boat stops moving, if they turn the motor off, then, then they now drift. They're now susceptible to whatever the wind and the waves do. So, but as long as a boat keeps the motor running, they, that boat captain is in control of direction and movement. So that means you got to always run your motor. Here's how you do that, through jubilant praise. You got to keep jubilant praise. You got to keep praising God. Why do they keep telling us praise the Lord? Because you, this is how you keep your motor running, ladies and gentlemen. Why are, they, why are they trying to get us to dance all the time now, Barry? It's because, man, we, we're trying to keep your motor running. Because the moment you stop and just relax, now the wind and the waves carry you. So jubilant praise. <laughs> I do it by myself. I don't, I, don't have, I don't have to be in church to have jubilant praise. Man, I get home and, you know, I, 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 I have my little device, whatever I'm on, and my headphones, and I'm in the family room, I'm dancing. Early in the morning, I'm dancing by myself. Praise God. What am I doing? I'm keeping my motor running. I can't afford to, let, to turn my motor off. Because if I do, now, now, now the day just drives me. Instead of me driving my day. Jubilant praise. Everybody say fervent, fervent prayer. Fervent prayer means hot prayer. It's fiery prayer. It's keep your prayer life up. Check yourself. Has your prayer life waned? Has it faded? Has it waxed cold? Do you pray like you used to pray? Or do you just, thank you, Lord, for this day. Bam. Come on now. 
Now, now I just pray on my way to work. Drive by prayer. Pastor, you said I could pray on my way to work. Yeah, I know you can, but that's not the gist of your prayer life. That cannot replace your fervent prayer life. Pastor, you understand how early I get up? Get up earlier. Go to bed at night. Turn the TV off and nothing that good on TV that should cost you your prayer life. I remember, I'm telling you, my, just a few weeks ago, when I felt myself kind of, okay, I'm kind of kind of in this law. I said, oh boy, I, I, need, I need some help. Okay, because I, I, okay, I, I get some coffee. I'm not even a coffee drinker, but I said, if that's going to help me, because I can't afford to let this thing die down. I got to stay in motion. If I don't stay in motion, now life begins to, to carry me along. I won't let things just happen. I got a wife and I have children and I have all y'all that I'm trying to lead. I can't afford to let my life just. So whatever it takes, if I got to get up earlier, they, they laugh at me when I go to bed. Man, I, I'm, look, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to bed. Why? Why are you going to, why are you going to bed? Because I'm going to get up early in the morning and spend time with God. I have to do it. I have to have it. If I don't, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're only six years old. Get your prayer life. Husbands. Husbands. Your wife should not be the prelude of your house. Clapping myself. Bro, that's your job. That's your job. If she don't ever pray. Y'all ain't saying a word, husbands. Y'all men, I'm, 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 I'm going to get hard on y'all men because y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me, men. That tells me you're not praying. It tells me you just, you just, you, you two in, in the sports and two in the all, all the other kind of junk, you're not praying. That's not her job. That's not, certainly not your children's job. When Adam and Eve sinned, God didn't say, Adam and Eve, where are you? He said, Adam. telling you, I, I got to figure out, okay, maybe we got to add a Saturday prayer or something. That was talking. I'm like, our men don't come to prayer. Tuesday noon, Wednesday, before service, the men in the back talking. Before service, the men in the back talking, all this prayer going on, and they back talking about sports and talking about school and talking about junk and prayer going on. And we wonder why. See, in life, is then just carrying us along. Intensive reading. Oh, 
don't read no one scripture and I'm done. I read, I read, I read, I read my proverb. talking to everybody here. Now women don't don't get me wrong. I'm not excusing you from prayer. Yeah, there's too many too many issues women have. Eve Eve did a did a job, boy. It's too many stuff. <laughs> Don't be looking at these men, y'all judging me. No, I'm talking, I'm talking to you too. Tell them men, Pastor. I'm telling you too, women. No, what am I doing? I'm not, I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying, hey, this, this is what it takes. This is what it takes. This is what it takes. This is what it takes to stay in motion. Because if you don't, if you shut that motor off and just, and just well, I'm just, I'm just idle. Idle, I'm just idle. You, 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 yeah, let, you idle. All of a sudden, you, you be somewhere way over here. The storms carry you. The waves carry you. Matter of fact, when you idle, when you turn, turn your motor off, if you ain't got that motor running, if a big boat come by, a big boat will come by and bounce and move you way over here. Intensive reading. Second thing, uh, last thing, always working on something. In other words, you, you, you're going from faith to faith. Always keep some desire in your heart. I'm talking about your faith now. Always working on something. Always have something you, you, you and God are working on. I'm talking about even, it, it can be material. God, I'm working on, on, on another car. We're working on, we're working on two more cars, Lord. Hey, fine, all right, we're working on something. Because if you let your faith slip, you go idle. Now that thing ain't doing nothing. You got to be working on something. Deacon and I were talking about that in the office this morning, how, how you got to make sure you don't, you don't start, you, you, know, you start making your little prosperity, your little progress, all of a sudden now you got money and you let your money do everything. See, when you let your money do everything, now your faith ain't working on anything. You will start to drift off. You got to make sure, no, I'm going to go back in faith. Take that little money, act like it don't exist. Take that money, put it over there. Boom. Get your little money, get your little bonus, get your little increase. Put it over there, act like it don't exist. Keep working your faith. First Thessalonians, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, can I just, I'm going to cut this, I'm going to give you just one scripture. First Thessalonians 5, 16 to 24. Watch this. First Thessalonians 5, it's already 1 o'clock. Glory to God. We, we all almost did a golden hour. These kids got to go take pictures and all that kind of stuff. First, first Thessalonians 5, 16 through 24. Rejoice always. This how you keep your motor running. Keep your motor running. Rejoice always, always, always. Thank you, Lord. I get up in the morning. You know, I learned now when I get up in the morning, I used to jump right into prayer. But the Lord said, no, change that. Start out with praise and worship. So I started now with just praise and worship. I, I, I go and find me a track. It, it's, it's funny. It's funny. Now, now I wake up with a track on my mind. When I, when I wake up, now here's a song. I right, so go find that song. Boom. And I'm praising God. Hallelujah. 
glory to God. And I'm just, I'm praising God. I'm rejoicing always. Hallelujah. And I, I'm just, this is, oh, it's so wonderful. It's so wonderful. Now, once you start rejoicing always, look at verse 17. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. Pray without stopping. Always pray. Men ought to always pray and not to faint. Men ought to always pray and not to faint. If you stop praying, guess what? You faint. That's why my prayer life is so critical. Well, Pastor, I don't know how to pray. You talk too much. You, you do know how to pray. Much as you talk, you, I know you know how to pray. Because if you can talk, you can pray. It's just talking to God. It's just talking to God. Hello? Don't worry about the these and the thou's and the him therefore and all that kind of stuff. It's just talking to God. Hey, Lord, how you doing today? I'm feeling pretty good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for a nice, good night's sleep last night. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you. Nothing happened last night. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. I'm, I'm doing great, too. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm doing real good this morning. Thank you, Lord. Just talk to him. All the time. While you're riding the car, talk to him. While you're sitting at work, talk to him. While you're eating your breakfast, talk to him. While you're ironing your clothes, talk to him. While you're in the shower, on the toilet, wherever you are, I don't care where you are, talk to him. I mean, I, I, I have gotten, I, I've gotten so, 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 it's so, it's so on. I, I love the Lord. It's, it's so crazy for me now. When I get up in the morning, I used, to, I used to get up in the morning and I, you know, I just wash my face and everything, use the bathroom quick and go, and now I'm going to go and praise God and, and talk to him. And I realized, wait a minute, I'm having a conversation. So now I, I brush my teeth first. I'm talking to God. I'm like, I don't want, I don't want God to be offended by, by my breath. Am I lying? My wife tell you, I'm, I'm not joking. I brush my teeth, scope and all that kind of stuff because God and I, we're going to have a talk. See, y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. You crazy. You crazy. God can't smell your breath. He said, your, your sin stinks in my nostrils. God said, your sin stinks in my nostrils. God can smell. So brush your teeth. I'm, I'm messing with you. You don't have to do that. This is just me, me and my God. This is our fellowship. And I'm so intent on prayer and fellowshipping with him without ceasing. Verse 18, keep going. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Keep going. I'm going to verse 24. Do not quench the spirit. When you feel God tugging on you to do something, just say, yes, Lord, come on. You want me to get up? Yes, all right, Lord. You want me to stand over here? Okay, I'm going to stand over here. Lord, you want me to do that? We're going to do that. Do not quench the spirit. Keep going. Verse 20. Uh, do not despise prophecies. Amen. Uh, take those prophecies in. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Verse 22. Verse 22. Abstain from every form of evil. Get rid of all the evil. Verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 24. He who calls you is faithful who will also do it. All right. Stay connected towel for the ducks. Number two, stay in motion. You run, runs your motor. Run your motor. Last one, stay in expectation. 
That means I want you to stay the course. Because when you're believing God and moving in God, you're going to encounter opposition that comes against you, wind and waves come against you, and sometimes you got to stop your movement and just stay in place. What we will call anchor down. You drop your anchor. You drop your anchor at the spot of your hope. In other words, uh, 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 Brother Oscar, Angie, if you were, if you were out on your, your new boat the Lord just gave y'all, and you were you, you untied from the dock, you got your motor running, you got in the middle of Lake Seminole, right? And, and you've been fishing, all of a sudden, you hit a hole. You turn the motor off, right? You drop your anchor, because I'm going to stay right here. In other words, I hit a sweet spot. I see where God is moving. I see where God's up to something here. I see some manifestation. I'm going to drop this anchor until he says, all right, pull the motor up, pull the anchor up again, crank the motor up and get going to something else. I'm telling you how to do this thing here. In other words, I want you to rest assured that God will do whatever he has promised. Give me Hebrews 6, verse 11 and 12. In the, the Passion Translation, please. Oh, my God. Man, man, man. Did y'all get it? Hebrews 6, 11, 12. And the Passion. I know the Passion kind of acts up on this, this system. Hallelujah. It goes all crazy. Do y'all have it? All right. Okay, but we long to see you passionately, un passionately advance until the end and you find your hope fulfilled. Verse 12, so don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm, but follow the example of those who fully receive what God has promised because of their strong faith and patient endurance. So when you, when you are working on something, keep your hope up. Your anchor, I'll show you this here, your, your hope is an anchor for the soul. So when you have your hope in something, hope in God, you stay there and you continue. You stay the course. Because the devil's going to try to get you off base. Stay the course. Give me Hebrews verse 6, 17 through 19, same chapter in the Amplified. Hebrews 6, 17 through 19 in the Amplified. <clears throat> Glory to God. This is good to me. I think I'm going to stay with Jesus. I think I'm going to stay with Jesus. <laughs> All the way. I have friends who have walked away. People I love who've walked away. I'm not following them. I'm following Jesus. He's been, good, been too good to me. Now watch this, Hebrews 6, 17 through 19. Accordingly, God also in his desire to show more convincingly and beyond doubt to those who were to inherit the promise, the unchangeableness of his purpose and plan, intervened, mediated with an oath. Verse 18, this was so that by two unchangeable things, his promise and his oath, in which it is impossible for God to ever, ever to prove false or deceive us. We who have fled to him for refuge might have mighty indwelling strength 
and strong encouragement to grasp and hold fast the hope appointed for us and set before us. Verse 19. Now we have this hope as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. It cannot slip and it cannot break down unto whoever steps out upon it. A hope that reaches farther and enters into the very certainty of the presence within the veil. So this hope serves as an unbreakable uh, uh, anchor that cannot slip. It cannot slip, no matter who steps out on it. So if you and I step out in faith, get our hope, get an expectation, if we stay in that hope, it cannot slip. Here's, here's what I'm saying to you in a nutshell. That people who slip away have lost sight of their hope. They had a desire and they lost sight of it. What happened? It was taking too long to manifest. The people I know who they were believing God for something and it was taking too long to manifest and they quit. And didn't realize they were right around the corner from fulfillment. Last place, please. Hebrews 3. I'm going back to New King James Version. Hebrews 3, verse 12 through 14. Man, man, man. Beware, brethren, sisterin, lest there be in any of you an evil heart, evil heart of unbelief in departing. So people can depart from the living God. Verse 13, but exhort one another. This, this is why we need each other daily. That means encourage each other, challenge each other. Hey, girl. Hey, bro. What's up? You're slipping. While it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Verse 14. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. So whatever we are believing God for, whatever he has spoken to us, if we hold that all the way to the end, we become partakers of Christ. So what it takes is for us to challenge each other. And the devil wants to make sure you and I don't ever say anything to anybody. Don't let anybody say anything to us that might challenge us. One of Pastor Kim's points last week was we have to force ourselves to stay in the presence of those who challenge us. We have to, that was point number four from last week. We have to force ourselves to stay in the presence of those who challenge us. That's important. It's serious. The devil will always get you to get out of the presence of people who challenge you. And he'll make it where you're more comfortable around those who don't. Matter of fact, you'll be very comfortable around those who they are worse off than you. Misery loves company. You shooting bad, I'm shooting bad. But to get around folk, who's going to say, hey, man? 
Tighten up. Shape up. We're not comfortable around that. All right. I'm going to stop right here. I want you to take just, just one minute and check your paper. I'm hoping you have some name or names on there. Hopefully you've thought about someone who you know, love, care about, prayed for. Who you know, man, they drifted, man. They slipped. Remember what we read early in Hebrews 10 about not forsaking assembling of yourselves together as a man of some is, but encourage each other all the more as you see that they're approaching. For if we sin willfully. So we're talking about going, people not just leaving church, leaving, leaving our church. That's not my issue, people leaving our church, this exceeding grace. That's not the issue. The issue is they're leaving the body. They're walking away from the Lord. They're departing from the living God. And the Bible says there remains a certain fearful expectation of judgment. Fiery judgment. So I, I we're going to pray. We're going to pray. Bring this over here. This podium. When you get that name, you write them down. Then I want you to fold it in half and come place those up here. And I'm going to ask my intercessors if you'll join me up here. Those of y'all, y'all Tuesday prayer folk, Wednesday prayer folk, if you lead prayer before service on Sunday or Wednesday, I want you to join me. This is the instruction I received on Friday. Some people, they may be your family members. They may be your friends. Some of you, some of you, the people on your list, somebody on that list, they're the one brought you to this church. They drop you off and they gone. I've seen that happen I don't know how many times. We, stuck, we got a name for we call them call your drop-offs. Somebody else dropped you off here. They were, they were excited enough about the Lord to minister to you. But then they somehow start loving the world. And now they're not serving God at all. 
Oh, they, they still post on Instagram. They still have the scripture of the day feed on their Facebook. But that's, that's computerized. That's not something that, something that they meditated on. You notice they're not sharing a revelation. It's just a scripture. The word of the day, scripture of the day. You know it's just, it's nothing. I don't want us to have the same results in our lives when we're just scripture of the day people. We're just surfacy. No, he that has clean hands and a pure heart, who's not lifted up his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of Jacob. Check yourself. No, be honest. I mean, for real. Just close your eyes a minute. Just be honest with yourself. Ask yourself about your prayer life. Is it really what it should be? Is my praise outside of the church really what it should be? Do I even have a dream of fasting? Do I really have intensive time of reading the word? Have I started drifting? Sisters, y'all come. I want y'all to lay your hands on this. Hallelujah. Shante, you always here on Tuesday and Wednesday. Get up here. Angie, I see y'all here. Y'all get up here. These, they're going to lead the prayer, but I want you praying because you, you, we don't know the names up here. You know these people. You know them. Hopefully you love them enough that even you feel the grief in your heart. This is what we just read here. He said, talked about fearful judgment, fiery judgment. People I love to go to hell, experience wrath. Now let's pray. Everybody, everybody, let's pray. Let's pray. You know those names, you call those names out before the Lord.
Lord, Lord, fill your heart with the word. Let's pray over that man, that woman, that boy, that girl who's drifted. That family that's drifted. Because you know what's going to happen if they don't come back. You know what's going to happen. You know how it turns out. You know it's not good. It's a road to destruction. Come on, today I want us all to be intercessors. Madi andoroko nikada de bonde kila da basa tada da basa ta. Ida da bonde kila da bata la la bonsote. Ita da monde kila da monde ki anda da bas. Modere kila da bonde ki adarawa. Lord, we cry out to you, the living God, on behalf of our brothers and sisters in the Lord who have drifted, who've walked away, who've slipped, whose love has grown cold. We pray for them. We cry out to you for them, O oh Lord. Save them now. We cry, restore. Restore them, Lord. Even by your goodness, lead them to repentance. We call back every lost one, every lost son, every lost daughter. In the name of Jesus. Everyone like Demas, who served, who worked, who ministered, who walked with you, but loved the world, we call them back to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, our hearts, Go out for them now in Jesus' name. We ask you, Lord, to send your angels the same way you sent an angel to Elijah when he was weary. You sent an angel to Elijah when he wanted to quit, when he said he had had enough. He had given up on life. You sent an angel to minister to him. We're asking you, Lord, by your power to send an angel to everyone on this list. Send an angel to our sons and daughters, to our brothers, our sisters. Send an angel to them, Lord, to minister to them. Let them receive spiritual food to nourish them. Let them know that, God, their life is not over. Let them know, God, that you're not done with them, Lord. That you still have a purpose 
for their lives, that you instill grace for them, that you still have an anointing, an assignment, and a call over them, God, that you've not, Lord, rid them, Lord. Let them know that, God, you love them with an everlasting love, that you're ready to forgive, ready to restore, that if they just seem to confess even their sins to you, that you are faithful and just to forgive of sin and to cleanse them all in righteousness, God. We cry. We cry on their behalf. We cry on their behalf. Open their eyes that they may see. Let the eyes of their understanding be enlightened, O oh God. Turn them again from darkness to your light. We curse that destructive power of the devil. We curse those seducing spirits. We curse those doctors of demons. We curse every demonic teaching that's gotten into their ears and their hearts, oh God. We call them back to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we come against pride. We come against strife. We come against offense. We come against embarrassment. Whatever has driven them away, whatever keeps them from returning, we, com we command right now that the hand of the enemy be removed from their lives. That the scales be removed from their, from their eyes, oh God. That hearts that have grown dull would be sharp again. Ears that have grown heavy that they would hear again. Eyes that have been shut that they will open again. That they may see glorious things from your word. Let your word come alive to them, God. Let, 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 Lord, let them hear some word. We pray that they will, Lord, have, Lord, a, 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 a prodigal son moment. That they will come to themselves in the pig pen of life. Let them come to themselves and realize that there's more in the Father's house than the world could ever offer. That they'll come to themselves and come back home to your family, Lord, and find that you've been looking, you've been waiting for them all this time. That you have a ring and a robe and a fatted calf and sandals for their feet, oh God. That you are a God of restoration. That you are a God of, of reconciliation. That you and Christ reconciled us to yourself. And that you are still willing to reconcile them to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we pray for that one who doesn't even realize that they're drifting. They miss one Sunday here and there, miss a couple Sundays here or there, or they're not just, they're just, just a little bit off, God, and they don't even realize. We pray to God that they don't even drift too far, but God, that you, you, you stir them, stir their hearts even now, this moment. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, is not your will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So we call them to repentance now in the name of Jesus.
and God, we set the table. Ready for them to return. Let those that belong here even, even come into this house. Let those who belong here even run back to this house, God. And God, we're not going to judge or criticize or pick on them, God. We're going to receive them in open and welcome arms and say, we've been looking for you to come back. We've been waiting on you to come back. We've been praying for you to come back. We receive you now. We'll have a party every time one lost son or lost daughter returns home. We'll party over and over and over again like the angels in heaven. We thank you, God, that as we have done according to your instruction, that every soul returns to you. We thank you now that it is done. It is done. It is done. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we do pray. If you agree, shout amen. amen. Come on, give God a great praise today. In agreement. It is done in his soul. Hallelujah. After service, I want you to go so and get on a big envelope. Put all those envelopes. We're gonna hold on to those. We'll, we, I want to make sure we pray over those on Tuesdays, Wednesdays. We'll keep praying. We'll pray them in. We'll pray them in. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ezekiel 18:4. God said, "All souls are mine." If one of my, we have four children. If one of my four children walked away from us, I can't, I can't even tell you. I remember when, when our oldest daughter first moved from St. Pete to, to Georgia, how, how hurt I was. I mean, I just, I just was, I was devastated. I was devastated. So I can only imagine the heart of God when one of his children walks away from him. And to this day, one thing on my prayer list I pray every day is that Alexis moves back to St. Pete. I, I, to this day, I pray that every day, Lord, that she moves back to St. Pete. And I have some of her friends, yo, put in a good word, encourage us. So here's God's prayer, his desire that his children come back home to him. And so what we do is every time we see them, put in a good word. Hey, you need to get, need to get your butt back in church. <laughs> get your, get, get, you know you need to be back in church. You know you need to come back to God. You know it's not good out there. We keep encouraging them. Amen? Everybody agree with that today? Praise God. to stand up. We're getting ready to be dismissed. Alright, I think I'm done with this whole thing now. I'm going to move to something else now. we we'll move to a happy subject. I'm asking the Lord, to get, Lord, give me a happy subject to preach on now. 
Lord, give me something good to preach now. I hear y'all, but y'all was quiet. Lord, give me something good to preach on. Barbara, you realize how close we are to a, a corporate manifestation of God in the earth? The Bible says that the knowledge of the glory of God, of the Lord, is going to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. In other words, he was prophesying a time when this thing gonna break off so bad, so good, in the body that everybody gonna know, oh my God. And so we used to sing like this back in the old days, Patricia, I wanna be in the number. You know when the saints go marching in? I wanna be in the number. And God wants us all to be in the number, be included when all these things happen, amen? So praise God. Come on, let's, let's close out. Everybody here born again, right? Everybody's born again. If you're not born again, we'll get you born again. Today's the day. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, we'll get you filled with the Holy Ghost. Today's the day. I'm going to close out, but if you're not born again, see me after service. Just say, hey, Pastor, I want to be born again. I want to be saved. Or I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I'll make sure it happens today. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now, Father, thank you again. Today, I believe I have, by the boldness you've given me and the direction you've given me, declared to your people some hard sayings, but truth, truth that you've given us today. We receive it. And I pray that each person today that we checked ourselves, but we also thought of others that needed to be prayed for. We have prayed. We believe that all will be restored. We believe that we will be strengthened with might by your spirit in our inner man. That we will get stronger and stronger every day. Now I pray that as we go from this place that your blessing continues to be upon us. That your goodness manifests in our lives. That your prosperity, that your divine life that you've afforded us manifests in every life. Financial miracles happening every day in our lives. Your goodness showing up. Your glory showing up. And God, thank you that we will be the light of the world. City set on a hill that cannot be hid. Go with us and keep us. Bring us back, Lord, later this week. Ready to glorify and magnify your name? We look forward to our time of fellowship again together, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. And God bless you. We love you. Have a great afternoon. We'll see you on Wednesday night.